One escape prisoner, sir. The android. She's real enough. Android's legs don't blister. Shara's Jack smuggled in copies of this girl and her friend, the doctor. And I'm afraid, sir, that he also copied me. Copied you? I've been held prisoner at his camp for months now, sir. And what you thought was me is, in fact, an android. A spy for Shara's Jack. You mean I've had an android as my ADC without knowing it? When he made that copy of me, sir, it was like looking into a mirror. He's incredibly clever. What a blind fool I've been. Hello and welcome to Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast with me, Matthew, and as always, I am joined with... Hello, it's Scott. Hello, Scott. It is... What are we... What am I... What am I talking about? Right now, we are looking through... We are continuing our... Um, journey through doctor who uh chronologically this year visiting every doctor for every month pretty much and we are with mr peter davidson at the moment halfway through uh what the hell is this episode called holy moly my mind has drawn a blank the second we started recording this is a nightmare what's this episode called hang on i'll, I'll get there i'll, I'll give you Jesus. a chance oh my god what a way to start holy crap oh. <laughs> Oh my god. What is this episode called? Starts uh, with C. Um, Caves of Androzani. I got there. This is the Caves of Androzani we're watching at the moment and talking about. We covered parts one and two last week, uh, which you can check out on our YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, and while you're doing that, why not leave the podcast a nice review? That'd be pretty, pretty groovy. Our podcast has been doing amazing recently it's been really exciting to watch um probably not going to be doing amazing after this botched intro but uh, (laughs) if you want to hear uh some very good behind the scenes and the writing off segments um about this episode and learn just how it came into being very much recommend listening to parts one and two from last week before jumping into parts three and four because we are just going to dive straight into this episode um so, Scott, if you're ready to dive into the episode, I am. Yeah, of course. My slip hands in the end over here. Why? Because I'll kill you if you don't. Not a very persuasive argument, actually, Scott, because I'm going to die soon anyway. Unless, of course, I'll I give it to a count of three. Unless, of course, I can find the antidote. I owe it to my friend to try because I got her into this. So you see, I'm not going to let you stop me now. So the episode uh, picks up immediately where we left off last week. And by immediately, I, of course, mean about 30 seconds back uh, from where we left <laughs> off last week with the doctor uh, hiding behind some cliffs as the holiday armadillo comes in, starts killing all those soldiers. And uh, we're left wondering, you know, how is the doctor going to get out of this one uh, last week? And we discover this week that he gets out of it by just kind of walking away from the whole situation. Which yeah. is this? Is it's... one of the one of the most? <laughs> it's one of the most underwhelming cliffhanger resolutions I think we've ever seen with Classic Who, and that's saying something. Like, oh god, yeah. Um, so the script originally had the Doctor running away while the magma creature was eating another uh, person. You know, it's a big dis- distraction. But here, the Doctor just walks away, and it and it magma creatures kind of chasing the doctor very slowly <laughs> yeah but you kind of just it's it's 
you know the the monster is the biggest issue we have with this story really and you it doesn't feel like a threat even in the doctor like the doctor mm-hmm. just walking away from it is the biggest like oh this thing is not important at all to the story and guess what it's really not it's really not important at all you could get rid of it and nothing would change it is a big waste of time and i don't like it but the episode properly starts as we go um see mr salatine the real salatine not the android salatine uh as he is with oh my god names are leaving me who's the girl's name what's her name companion lady perry (laughs) perry yes she he is with perry and they are talking to the general dude uh and this is where salatine is like hey by the way the guy that you thought was me he's actually an android and i'm the real me i've been the real me the whole time for ages and the android dude's the fake me and you've been getting like lied to and spied on this whole time which the general's like really accepting like he doesn't question Mm. it really at all he's just like yeah that oh crap i guess you are the real one (laughs) whoops like like yeah i I feel like if i was a general yeah i feel like if i was a general i'd be like wait a minute there's two of you so are you the clone are you trying to trick me or (laughs) are you telling the truth because i'm not sure at this point (laughs) Yeah, I would want to do some sort of test, you know, like tell me something only Salatine could know or or show me something that only you would have, like a birth defect or something that got missed <laughs> out on penis. the Android. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, but I was trying to I was trying to keep it PG. Uh, but, uh, you know, the general's just like, whoops, big whoops on my part. I guess I'm just going to listen to you and we're going to we're going to get one up on Jack since he doesn't know you've actually escaped yet. Uh, speaking of Jack, we then cut to him as he's in the middle of his business deal with the uh, Rambo guys until the doctor appears out of the shadows uh, and gets himself captured immediately again, which is an interesting yeah. one for the doctor, isn't it? You know, he escapes, he gets out, and then he just he like hides away from the soldiers to, to escape again, and then he walks around a corner, drops down some stairs, and just gets captured. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. That was, why did you bother I escaping? Mean, do- <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he thinks he's going to be led back to try and find Perry again, I think, is mm-hmm. what's going on here. Because <laughs> otherwise, he's kind of out ah. of options. He doesn't really know what to do in this story. Yeah, I think, you know, it It falls into they wanted the Doctor to go with the Rambo guys so that they could continue the political story. Uh, but they also wanted Salatine and Perry to get to the general. And how do you get Salatine and Perry to get to the general when they're trapped in a cell with an android that can see humans? Well, the doctor can get them out. And the doctor's out. Oh, crap, we have to get the doctor back in again. You know? So you just... It's just a writing yeah. thing. You kind of got yourself into a corner at that point. Uh, uh, one thing I do back... want to talk about is whenever we see Jack, we always hear some kind of rattlesnake music, which I really dig. It was... um by request from the director to the uh, to the composer and i looked up rattlesnakes and what they kind of symbolize and i got for many native nations different snakes hold varied and particular meanings but rattlesnakes often feature specifically as spiritual ancestors powerful skin shedding warriors and divine messengers and bringers of rain and when i thought of you know powerful skin shedding warriors you know, he's burnt, his skin was kind of shedded in a way. So it's it's kind okay, of fun yeah. imagery with in, t- in terms of what they're doing with the music here, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know about any of that because I, I was pretty sure he was just a dude 
with a mask on. I don't know if there's any real metaphors to come and dissect from music and things. Like, are you saying that there's there's themes <laughs> and, and that doesn't make sense? This is a TV show. How how could there be a hidden yep. <laughs> like character thing? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, what you touch on there is usually the Doctor Who directors don't really talk to the composers. I feel like this is a unique opportunity for um I've completely forgot his, his name by the way. <laughs> Who directed this? Uh, you're episode? asking me? Are you, are you asking me? The ma- I, Graham I Harper for not remembering people's names. But, this is like my one thing on this show. <laughs> like, but it shows how good Graham Harper is of a director. He's just like, yeah, I want to go to the music guy and get this kind of sound cuz I feel like it fits specifically with his character. And, you know, not many directors mm-hmm. to this day on Doctor Who, not many directors do that. And it's, it's a unique director I think we have in our hands here. Yeah, it's especially, I mean, you brought it up briefly, especially for Classic Who, where a lot of the time, you know, the, the composer was kind of left to do his own thing and you'd get soundtracks that sound like laser beams. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> if we if we turn our turn our minds back to the Sea Devils, where it's just pew, 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 and you don't know if it's the sound effects or the music you're listening to at any given moment. Like, uh, whereas this, the the music is used much more cinematically. You know, there's much more meaning and themes behind it, and it evokes more of an emotion when you hear the sound rather than like a headache. Which, uh, you know, I guess pain is an emotion, kind of <laughs> annoyance, annoyance. Like, <laughs> but, but the. The episode uh, continues as we go to Salatine and the general talking about how they're going to be able to get one up on Jack, but they're going to have to be super clever about it because anything that he says that he says to Android Salatine, Jack is going to know about immediately because they have like basically an internet connection um, that allows Jack to see everything that Salatine is seeing and they can communicate with one another. Uh, we then cut back to Jack. Um, lots of back and forth in the opening of this episode. It's very quickly paced. Again, the pacing in this episode yeah. is fantastic. It's, it's been consistent throughout yeah, the whole story. No scene... Yeah, it's quickly paced, but not too quick. You get enough from each scene, so it's not like you didn't learn anything new from the new scene. Like They just cut to... Yeah, there's no, like, Classic Who's very guilty of this sometimes as well, where you cut to a scene for two seconds and then cut to another scene and then cut to another scene and then cut to another scene where you're not really getting much information, but time is technically passing. Uh, Whereas here, everybody gets a moment to breathe, they get out the information they need to get out, and then it moves on to the next scene. And the scene it cuts to is thematically appropriate. You know, they're talking about Jack and his androids, and then we cut to Jack and his androids. You know, we're not just cutting to somebody wandering around a facility aimlessly. Um, hand of fear, I'm looking at you. Uh, but we then cut <laughs> into Jack with uh, the doctor as Jack summons his androids to come out with some bags of cocaine uh, to give to the uh, Rambo soldier guys. And this this cocaine is what's making everybody so youthful on the planet... Um, Androzani Major. Hey, I remembered it. Uh, <laughs> uh, which Jack, of course, controls, as we learned last week. The Doctor says something snippy to him, and he gets a karate chop to the throat, um, yeah. which is pretty cool. You you said it hit yeah, um, hurt him in real yeah. life. Yeah, uh, because uh, Christopher Gable couldn't actually see out of his mask, he accidentally hit Peter Davison a little bit too hard. <laughs> it actually really That's... hurt P- Peter Davison here. <laughs> 
That's really funny. Uh, but what I liked about this is when it's it's a tiny little detail, but when he grabs his hand, you see the blisters on his hand from the mm. poisoning that he's got running through his body right now. And they don't really call attention to it. They will mm-hmm. call attention to it in a, in a scene coming up where if you, if you missed this scene where it's got like a whole close-up on his hand. But, you know, just this this moment here where you can see that physical damage on him already where you're like, oh, something is actually wrong with the doctor. You know, he, something yeah. is something's not quite right. He's actually getting hurt right now. Um, I just, I love how his death is so actually like, it's like drawn out and painful his his mm-hmm. entire death in this story it's it's very good and the entire uh, time he's just fighting through the pain as well it's like he's not ever not in pain but he has to fight through it constantly which is mm-hmm. a, a t- big test in endurance for the doctor here yes uh and speaking of the doctor being in pain uh jack is pretty annoyed that uh his hot new girlfriend perry's nowhere to be seen and he orders the doctor's arms to be ripped off extremely slowly uh which is just it's you know some classic classic who violence as we watch the doctor get his like arms pulled apart and you know he gets interrogated about it but he's got he's got no real answers because he, he can't give an answer he doesn't actually yeah. know where perry is uh which co- the doc- causes the doctor jack just doesn't ca- get a break here he's she's constantly yeah. <laughs> a victim in this story <laughs> just getting beat up left and right bouncing off walls you know um but he gets dropped down and you know the the ramble guys are like can we take him and jack is at first like no i don't want you to take him ah well, whatever take him i don't give a crap and he just leaves i thought that was hilarious <laughs> like where he gets so like flustered and like oh god no i just i kind of just want perry go i don't care about the doctor ah, i don't care whatever like <laughs> <laughs> uh but the doctor ends up getting captured by the Rambo dudes as we then cut to Android Salatine uh, with the general as as they're talking about mud. Um, this is a rather I, this is the one scene where I was like, okay, I don't care about you talking about mud bursts. I get what you're doing, where you're just kind of mm. trying to play it nonchalantly. But this is a boring conversation. But the whole point of this scene is Perry wakes up from her nap or coma or whatever was wrong with her. Um, and she makes a small like gasp noise, which uh, attracts the attention of Android Salatine, who scans through the walls and sees that there's two body heats with Perry and human Salatine, which, you, you know, leaves the question of what, how did, like, where was human Salatine planning on doing? Like, because yeah. he, he and, the, and the scene coming up is like, oh, yeah, no, that android definitely knows about me now because he can he can detect body heat through walls easily. It's like, why, but, why you didn't know, you, like, leave the room? Like, classic Salatine, he sometimes forgets some information he knows already, like last week when (laughs) he he said there is no cure but there is a cure (laughs) you know he just forgets selective amnesia of course for the cure (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then uh, what I really liked here as well with this scene is Perry genuinely looks disheveled like she looks Mm. really ill They've done a re- like her hair's a mess. Uh, she's probably wearing little to no makeup. She looks tired. Uh, her eyes are all like watery and sad. It's like, oh yeah, you look like an ill person. You look genuinely very ill. Um, and you know the general's got little to no sympathy for her. Where he's like, I would have shot you in the face if you weren't already dying, and I, if I didn't need you to lead me to Jack's base. Um, but uh, this is also where Salatine's selective 
uh, information comes in because you know uh, Perry's like, oh no, like we were just we were prisoners with Jack like the whole time we were there with Salatine. He knows this, and then Salatine's like, oh yeah, no, that's true actually. By the way, <laughs> like I could I could have told you earlier that like she's on the level and she's not like working with the enemy. I just I just forgot to do that. <laughs> also later on, he's like. Oh yeah, um, Jack has been intercepting your um, transmissions this entire time. Every time you've been communicating with other people, Jack has been on it this, this entire time. Mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> be fair to him; he's gone through a lot. He, you know, he's been eating nothing but porridge for God knows how long. Um, <laughs> uh, but we then cut to a very nice shot uh, from a um, Shakespeare play. As we watch the doctor walk down this like corridor within the caves, and there's like a spotlight and mist around him, and he collapses into the spotlight. It's very, very pretty. It is very much a stage, like yeah. it looks like it would be shot on a stage. But it, like, I don't think, I don't think it's too distracting because it's like, oh, this is a nice shot. Like, goddamn, mm-hmm. classic who doesn't often do nice shots, and this this entire story is filled with them. And this is a, this is a standout one where I'm like, goddamn, they were really thinking about cinematography here. Yeah, which is very rare in classic Doctor Who. It's it's baffling how good this episode looks. For a first-time director on the show as well. Like, he's only directed a few episodes of a TV show before this. So this is, like, his fourth episode of TV or something. It's wildly good. Well, he, he, he clearly wanted to, like, prove something. You know, he's like, yeah. I've, I've got to... I have, I have to get a job again after this. Um, <laughs> uh, do 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 we then cut to the general and robot Salatine again, where they're feeding him some misinformation, being like, oh, yeah, no, we definitely know where Jack is. Give him all this information, blah, 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 playing a trick on him. Which, like, does, like, Android Salatine super kind of chill about seeing two dead, like, two other bodies through the wall? Like, I know he's, like, probably planning something, but I, I like, it's been a couple weeks since I watched this episode. I don't remember if he even does anything about seeing those two bodies. He probably does. Mm. But he's right we'll right out. now. He seems super <laughs> chill about it. Yeah. Uh, but then we cut to the doctor on the ship with the the um, uh, Rambo dudes, and this is where we get the extreme close up of his hand. As it's it's a nice pan because we go from his hand to around the rest of the ship. But it's like you know, if you missed that his hand was damaged, look, see, it's hurt. He's got a sore hand. Anyway, here's the rest of the ship. It's a nice bit of establishing. Uh, and some nice camera work, very on the nose with seeing it. But you know, show don't tell. This is technically showing mm. and not telling. He's, you know, the doctor's not going out of my hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it it also helps to establish that the doctor is very much handcuffed in this scene because if you if you're mm-hmm. looking at him straight on, it his hands are just behind his back, and you're not entirely sh- aware of he's handcuffed in this moment. But I think it, it does two things there. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Rambo leader dude uh, sends everybody away from the ship uh, or not away from the ship, but like off to their resting quarters because he has to go call the boss uh, and he blindfolds up the doctor. He calls up his boss, which is weird politics guy that likes to look into the camera uh, and they start talking about how they talked Jack into giving them more cocaine next time and he gave them less cocaine than they would have liked this time, but that's okay. Uh, And then the politics man notices the doctor and looks into the camera and he's like, oh, what is going on here? This is so strange. You know, I wasn't expecting to see this guy again. I thought he was dead. Someone's been lying to me. 
And, you know, it's been a few weeks since I watched this episode. Watching it back now, I forgot how much of, like, a weird energy him looking into the camera is. I, I, <laughs> I like it. But, it, 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 like, at times, I'm like, it kind of feels like a kid. Like, I know it's a kid's show, but it kind of feels like a kid's show where you're, like, you know, looking mm. at, like, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Where, like, Mickey <laughs> Mouse would look at the camera and be like, this is something that will help us out later on. You know? <laughs> like, mm. I get but it's you. cool. I, I do you. like it. It, it. Yeah, it does feel more Shakespearean to me. Um, but you know, in this script, I think this makes a bad script good because if it, if he wasn't looking at the camera and he was just saying those words aloud, you would be aware of the characters. You know, you'd be like the characters should be able to hear this, but they don't for some reason. But the fact that he's breaking the fourth wall means that the characters aren't aware of what he's saying. So it, it's it's more of a visual cue, and it really helps things out. Because, you know, it, it would be a, such a weird thing for him to just start talking out loud for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, we were just we were just praising this episode for doing show, not tell. This is very much tell, don't show. <laughs> um, with, with, you know, but uh, like at the same time, like there's only so many ways in 20 minutes you can convey mm-hmm. this like political drama that the, like... This this politician dude has got like so many things going on where he's like, crap, how did I the doctor is alive? How could that possibly be? Is somebody working against me? Is it the president? I don't think it could possibly be the president. That wouldn't make sense because of this, 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 and this. Oh no, what's happening? You know, and like you could there is ways you could probably convey that with showing not telling. You know, you could just have him look off sternly, being like, hmm. But then it's kind of left up to the audience's interpretation. Here, I feel yeah. like they had built this such this complicated little politics thing, they wanted to talk about it. And him talking to the camera is such a different way of doing it. And it, do- it does work so much better than if he was just talking to himself, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because the other characters aren't saying anything. So it's like, is everybody just listening to him talk to himself right now? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> but this, you can kind of, like, because he's talking to you, you don't think about what the other characters are doing because you're busy looking him in the eye going, oh, this is weird. You know, it's kind of like time yeah. stops as you're just, you go into his head. We also got a great shot of the main Ramble dude, Stott, with his hands behind his head, and in yeah. between his arm, uh, in between his arms meeting, you can see the um, the TV monitor with the politics dude on it. Again, it's just such a creative little shot for classic Doctor Who. You'd never see that usually. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they then end up hanging up the call and the general dude's like, ah, I should have killed you, Dr. Gurr. And he kind of like leaves off in a storm and we zoom in kind of weirdly and awkwardly into the doctor's hands as we see him like picking the lock of his handcuffs and whatnot, which is like fine. Like, how else are you going to show like that? But though it's just a weird zoom in. I was like, oh, this is a, okay, like <laughs> minor thing. <laughs> The episode continues as we cut to the general and android Salatine as the general's like, hey, I think Jack's over here. I think he's dead. This is definitely where he is. You should go check that out with a bunch of guys and they're def- you'll definitely find Jack. I-, I promise that's where I think he is. And uh, the, you know, Salatine gives him this amazing death stare over the shoulder like oh, it, God, like yeah. android salatine it is a terrifying death stare where you're like oh christ and uh, it, it's it's such a great shot too because the focus pool it was focused on the general and the moment he turns his head it focuses on salatine the salatine android instead and it's again you know classic doctor who is limited in terms of like it's 
shooting schedule. Sometimes we would have to shoot stuff out of focus because we had no time to literally focus pool. Like it's 9.45 at night and we have 15 minutes <laughs> left until the electricity is shut off. So the time and effort it takes to like get this focus pool perfect is a lot and it it really helps the episode. Again, it's more cin- cinematic than usual. It is, and it looks great. Uh, we then cut to the doctor who suddenly got super strength because he's 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 like chained up to this wall, and he uh, he just kind of pulls against it and manages to ping the piece of metal off using his his bare strength. Um, it's either a really crappy piece of flimsy metal he was chained to, or the doctor is stronger than you'll ever know. Um, I mean, it's one of those with, things when you're in, in extreme stress, you, your strength kind of elevates. Yeah. You know, it, it's a classic yeah, scenario of that. the mother of the car saving her yeah, baby. He's, she he's, fucking rips open up that she, door. Yeah, she, you know, he's got that adrenaline, adrenaline running through him. Um, yeah, yeah, it's. I guess that's believable. Um, we then cut to uh, Android Salatine walking through the dredges of the caves of androzani and he comes across jack who's standing all sexually in the cliffs you know yeah. he's, he's kind of like presenting his crotch in this tight yeah. leather as the mist surrounds him like <laughs> and you know uh they're like uh the general is trying to deceive me you know we're 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 he the general thinks that he's one step ahead of of me but really i'm one step ahead of him uh which adds even more like panic and intrigue we're like oh crap jack is actually mega smart you know like the whole time mm. this episode we're, we're thinking the general and salatine finally have got one up on jack you know they're finally going to be able to beat him and then jack comes along and he's like actually i know everything that's going on right now i know i know what you're planning so we're gonna plan against their plan that's trying to beat my plan that they think i've got planned um 4d chess going on at the moment <laughs> we then uh do do cut to politic hang on christ we then cut to the politics man as he's chatting with the general uh learning about the president coming over uh which is basically where the president's like i not the president mm-hmm. the politics man it gets the bright idea of i'm gonna murder the president that's gonna be what i do this episode spoilers <laughs> i'm gonna murder the president uh <laughs> and yeah you said you said something off camera that the actual hologram doesn't look like it's in mm-hmm. shot it looks like it's behind him and i think that's usually because when we're usually when a shot is like this we see the behind of the person in the hologram if you cut back to like last week's episodes but here it's mm-hmm. just the front it's just front facing which is really it, it kind of breaks its own rules of how the hologram worked There's... from last week there's a lot wrong with it uh for it to be front facing i mean like unless the guy is talking like shakespearean like he's got the yeah. back like the hologram is behind him and he's just got the back to the hologram which would make like no sense like what a weird way to stand but if it's supposed to be in front of him the the guy talking his picture needs to be flipped the other way around because yeah. we're looking at him as if he's looking at us not that we're looking from his perspective so like we need to be kind of over his shoulder and yeah, it also exactly. needs to be bigger so i i you know, like i don't know if it's if it's it's supposed to be behind him or in front of him it's it's just it's a really awkward looking effect shot what if the actual few awkward effect shots yeah my only guess story? is they probably just ran out of time to do this effect that's my only guess and 
it, it's distracting, but not too distracting. It, the shot only lasts like 20 seconds. The scene only lasts 20 seconds. So it's not too bad. It's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't break the episode at all. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, we then cut to the doctor back on the ship as he spots like this beam of like light, just like burning like ion energy or whatever you want to say. Uh, and uh, he uses that to burn off his cuffs. Uh, he first burns his hand a little bit, which I kind of yeah. liked where the doctor was like, Ucha, you know, I fucked that up. Uh, then he goes in and he and he b- breaks off his cuffs. Um, I don't know what that what the purpose of that is, but I guess it's a spaceship, so it could it doesn't need to have a purpose. You know, it's a future ship. Uh, we then <laughs> yeah. cut to a really creepy scene uh, with Perry and Jack, who has snuck in to the general's base, knowing that the general is otherwise distracted, and cap kidnaps uh, Perry uh, basically by chloroforming her on the face. It's it he's he you know he gives off rapey vibes in all the episodes but this episode he goes mm. goes above and beyond with the rapey vibes doesn't he he really does yeah also just it this episode more alludes to the fact that it's a, a phantom of the opera homage um yeah. you know the desperate for a girl a lover of beauty by himself scarred and hiding under a mask Holmes said he thought the key to Doctor Who was having something that was already familiar to viewers, so he constantly wrote stories with parallels to other media like Frankenstein from Brain of Morbius or Sherlock. And I can see where he's coming from, because some of the best Doctor Who episodes are kind of homages to other media. Yeah, it it makes <clears throat> you able to sell the episode a lot easier, you know, because... Yeah you know you can immediately associate what the episode's themes and ideas are going for if you're basically like you know it's space politics with phantom of the opera you're like oh okay i kind of get what's going on in this episode then i can and you can you can judge really early on if you want to vibe with it if you want to watch it or if you don't mm-hmm. you know it, it it's not 100 percent like phantom of the opera but it definitely shares similar themes and character with uh the opera phantom himself um, yeah, and also like he, the fa- the famous saying is there's only like seven stories in existence, so why not borrow yeah. things from pieces here and there? It it works, it totally yeah. works. Uh, we then cut to uh, the president coming to visit Mr. Politics Man. Uh, and this is a very dark scene where the politics man is like, ah, oh, president, I've heard a whisper, a rumor. Uh, you know, that, that someone's out to kill you. There's going to be an assassination attempt on you, uh, which is really funny when you consider what he's about to do. Um, <laughs> it's a really dark thing to say, you know? Uh, and the president gets all worried. He's like, oh, crap, okay. I guess I'm going to have to, like, you know, get into protection, you know, kind of cancel my appearances and stuff like that. And the politician's like, yeah, that's that's a really smart idea. I tell you what, you go up my lift. You know, we, we don't go in the way you came out or, or don't go out the way you came in. Go out a different way. You can take my private lift. It'll will escort you to safety uh you know you'll be doing great uh then he goes to shake his hand but instead pushes him as the lift doors open and he plummets down uh where there's no lift to be seen just an empty hole uh and the effect shot of him plummeting down to his doom is not terrible it's yeah. it's not horrendous uh, it, what i like is it's... he's got like he's got like a I'm trying to get a still image of it, but ITV sucks. Um, but there's like, you know, a uh, full... His, we see his entire body rotate in 3D, which mm-hmm. is super impressive for the time. It you is. Know, usually if somebody's falling to their death, it's a still image 
or like yeah. a flat shot of them going ah as that flat shot gets smaller and smaller and it's really funny him rotating just adds this other level of believability to it he is however falling into the movie tron <laughs> yeah the environment doesn't help but it, yeah it's a super ambitious shot for the time and you know we just watched terror of the autons which was made like 10 years before this and you can see all the outlines of the characters in the blue screen here there's not really an outline it looks it looks really well lit and it looks really believable it looks really solid it, it's really impressive mm-hmm yeah, it, you know, it it's it looks kind of like a matte painting or a very early CG rendering with mm-hmm. him like superimposed on top. Uh the thing that lets it down is there's no shadows. Yeah. Uh, but but like shadows are hard. Shadow yeah. sh- especially back then shadows are hard to do. But yeah, the actual like rotoscoping him out uh flawlessly done. Uh there's not a single little mark on him. It looks very good indeed. Or 1980s Doctor Who especially that's uh top quality mm-hmm. shot yeah uh the scene then continues hilariously uh as like the secretary lady comes in and the politics guys like the president's been assassinated he's been killed he fell to his death it's been such a tragic accident anyway send up this word here get this done i'm going to travel to this planet and become a hero uh but the two of them are talking like so monotonely to each other like it's like these two both of these people are psychopaths <laughs> both of them, like there's no emotion oh uh, they're saying they're saying all these things because they know that they have to say these things from like a political standpoint. Yeah. But both, I, th- I feel like both of them are in on it, you know? So they're, they're just like, it's like rehearsing lines really yeah. quickly. There's, there's no emotion, no anything behind it. Yeah. She is 100%. She's 100% sure there's something off here. And um, one of my favorite mm-hmm. lines from this scene is uh, basically when the scene ends and he's like, Oh yeah, just have it lift and engineer shot, which is apparently like a homage yeah. to Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't know enough about caesar's never do i but the only thing i, I, I know in, in about terms caesar's of um, I, I mean in terms of a shakespeare's play that's what it's right. kind of referencing i know nothing about the play either but the thing with like caesar's assassination is all of his friends killed him because that way they were all equally guilty in his death and nobody could rat each other out and be like you killed caesar because all of them killed caesar yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. he, he got stabbed by all his all his friends yeah. Is that what, if you, what, what, Caesar was a person? It's not a salad dressing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they turned him into a salad. They chopped ah. all those little... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we then cut to Jack as he is extremely, 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 um, horrendous to Perry the entire time. You know, he like, she like wakes up and she's super scared and he's just going around being like, oh, we're going to get married. We're going to have a great time. You're going to be my new girlfriend and we're going to, we're just going to love it. We're going to be so cool together. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and I hated it. I hate watching this. It was awful. Yeah. It was so, he, he does <laughs> such a good job of being an absolute freak because it's it is so creepy yeah, like his... he, he starts sniffing her hair at the end of the scene and it's like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like... yeah he goes through so many uh emotions during this monologue and he's entirely masked we can feel every single emotion it feels believable it's such a good mm-hmm. performance from christopher gable here 
Yeah, he's got a great line where he's like, you know, do you think I'm mad? And Perry's like, no, I, I don't think you're mad. And he goes, I am mad. And he starts like yelling and smashing stuff. It's like, oh, Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we And during this whole scene, we briefly and extremely blink and you miss it cut to the general and Salatine as the general punches the bed and goes, ah, Perry escaped. So they don't think Perry's been kidnapped. They think Perry's run away, uh, which is actually mm-hmm. a really important piece of information that they really quickly gloss over. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like there might have been more to that scene that was left in the cutting room floor, but we get enough information mm-hmm. from that scene at least. We then cut to the doctor, uh, you know, taking control of the ship as the Rambo dudes start cutting in the door saying they're going to kill him as the doctor pilots the ship back towards Androzani. Oh, Christ. As, as, as the doctor is looking out into space here, you can see the same effect that the regeneration has. And this was, um, I forgot his name again. Graham Harper's <laughs> way of showing that the doctor is actually fighting off his regeneration here. Because in the script, oh. in the script, uh, Robert Holmes just wrote, "Oh yeah, the doctor is momentarily confused," and um, I forgot his name again. <laughs> Fuck. Um, You're doing well. No, it's not coming back it. to me now. <laughs> I know. Uh, the director thought, "Yeah, this is a perfect place to um, use a regeneration effect to show that the doctor is just fighting off his regeneration. He is at his." last moments here yeah that's very clever um that's not something i picked up on watching it uh probably because i wasn't paying attention but that that's very good um and you know the rambo dude's like okay doctor once they cut in the door you've got Graham to Harper. make your way there you go you've got to make your way over to us or we'll shoot you in the face and the doctor's like that's not really convincing because i'm gonna die either way so i'm going to crash your ship now because i have to try and save perry uh, and then we end on uh, like close up of his face as we hear the ship like break into orbit, and then we cut to the credits. It's a it's a much better cliffhanger than the one we ended on last week for this episode. It this is a solid episode all around. I think. Yeah. You know, I I I think it's uh, it's quite often I think actually episode two in Doctor Who stories tends to be the weaker episode. Um, you mean episode three? No, episode three is really good. I'm comparing this to last week's episode. All oh, right, um, okay. Like, I like I think this episode is solid. Like, it, it establishes a lot of character stuff. Not really a lot moves forward plot wise until the end. But then you get the assassination of the president, the doctor crashing his ship, mm-hmm. uh, Perry's being captured by Jack again. You know, all the places are in place are in place for the finale. Whereas with episode two, there was a lot of plot pushed forward with that as well. But there was also the padding crap with the dragon. You know, there there was just extra stuff that didn't need to be in it. Um, but that being said, episode two of this story is still leaps and bounds better than most episode twos yeah. in <laughs> Doctor Who. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Classic Who, anyway. Um, yeah. But episode three, I think, is a, is a really, really good time. Uh, what about you? Yeah, it's a, a... Spoilers, but I think every episode of this story is really solid. There's not a single bad episode, which is... Very rare for classic Doctor Who. You know, every episode feels like it's keeping mm-hmm. a momentum. Yes. Yeah. Every It's constantly building the stakes. You know, every episode mm-hmm. one-ups the last episode in a particular way. Um, and this episode does a very good job of leading us into the finale, which we shall look at right now. 
Doctor, what's happened? <sighs> Perry, I see Professor Jackage's newest stuff. Good old Jackage. Jackage? You got the bat's milk? Contains an antivasicant, I imagine. Interesting. Where is it? What? The bat's milk. Finished. Only enough for you. There must be something I can do. Tell me. Too late, Perry. Going soon. It's time to say goodbye. Don't give up. You can't leave me now. I might regenerate. I don't know. Feels different this time. What was it you always told me, Doctor? Brave heart? You'll survive, Doctor. Must survive. Too many of your enemies would delight in your death, Doctor. Brave heart? You're needed. Survive, you mustn't die, Doctor. Too many of your enemies would delight in your death, You know that, Doctor. You mustn't die, Doctor. You know that, Doctor. Adric? No, my dear doctor, you must die. Die, Expecting someone else? I, I, I. That's three eyes in one breath makes you sound a rather egotistical young lady. What's happened? Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Um. So yeah. Uh, just before we get into part four of this story, I just wanted to mention that there's probably going to be a trailer coming out tomorrow, and the minute of that trailer arrives we'll record a re our reaction to the trailer and we'll upload it onto the ch youtube channel and if you want to watch that just subscribe to our youtube channel down below yeah <laughs> uh there'll probably be an audio version as yep. well um so if you if you if you hate if you hate looking at us but love our voices um, it'll be available on Spotify and wherever you get podcasts. So yeah, give us a good old follow and uh, ring the uh, bell. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to. It's important to say these things halfway through an episode. I think. Yeah. Um, not at the start or at the end. Bang in the middle, right? <laughs> just, just a reminder. Just a reminder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but as we begin episode four, it starts off immediately where we left off episode three with the doctor taking control of the ship and crashing it into the planet Androzani, uh, uh, which then causes a big old chase scene to happen as he's running through the the sands, the deserts of the planet getting shot at and there's bullets firing and no, they're really bad at aiming Um <laughs> Like the, this, the first like ten minutes of this episode is basically pure action, and it's pure action almost entirely of people shooting walls. Mm. Um, 
they really need to we really need to work on their like actual training like teaching them how to handle their weapons because these guys are really really bad uh, I, at their I job i mean it's a classic really complaint of plot armor you know the doctor can't be shot here <laughs> so we're gonna be bad at shooting it's the same with the stormtroopers or you know it's, 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 a, it's a common theme in yeah. television and movies it <laughs> is it, any bad any bad guy cannot <laughs> shoot the main character because they just they suddenly suddenly can't aim um but we also cut into the caves of Androzani. Hey, that's the name of the story. Uh, as we're following the robot Salatine with a bunch of his men through the caves. And they're like, are we lost? I don't think we're lost. We, we kind of know where we're going, right? There's like this place that goes over this way. And, and, and that's that's the right way to be doing this. Uh, with the general and things are with him also. Uh, is it the wait? Is this the android? I don't remember. Uh, no, this is I, this regular android. Yeah, Salatine see, we're we're confused now because uh, he's wearing a helmet, so we can't tell his hair style. Yeah, I can't <laughs> see his hair. <laughs> I think it must be the robot. But it's because these guys all get I. But would it, is it because these guys all get like murdered by Jack's robots? Mm. And isn't robot Salatine? with a different people like in the north side or something it's 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 impossible to tell there's a salatine and they all get like gunned down and there's a big fight scene happening with the jacks androids and all these human dudes inside the caves as again this is a big actiony opening explosion mm-hmm. finale um and it's actually it's really fun to watch usually i'm not a huge fan whenever doctor who does like actiony stuff especially when it takes up half an episode but for this, it feels like it's earned it because it feels like it's it, this has been like a building up to a pressure point and now everything is literally yeah. exploding. Because the last three you know? episodes weren't that action-focused. It was more plot. This is the big resolution. But unless you... I think you're forgetting about the really terrifying <laughs> dragon that caused so much chaos and destruction. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, um, yes. That was so much action. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, but the Doctor can... <laughs> uh speaking of edging the doctor's penis explodes uh as he <laughs> collapses in the sand and there's this great moment where he's like i can't make it back i'm sorry perry you know like he's like oh crap i've done for at least i tried but i'm, I'm not gonna be able to save you this is it uh but then like a mudslide or whatever like these mud pockets start exploding I- again plot armor stuff this is very convenient that it starts to happen right as the doctor's about to get caught but it- it's cinematic you know it-, it causes drama but uh uh, it, it does look like his penis explodes <laughs> the way that it's shot because he's like it's it's like low down to the ground like his head's the closest thing to the camera and he's lying um like parallel what would what like with depth his body's like going like yeah. inward to the frame uh and the explosion comes right out from his penis and it is a <laughs> hilarious shot absolutely 10 it, out of 10 yeah it's 10 out one of the few images you sent me when you're actually watching this episode in one sitting by the way which is very <laughs> rare for you usually you, you don't sit yeah. watch it all in one sitting yeah i was playing zelda at the nice. same time um and, and watching it yeah it was it was a fun way to spend my morning um we uh we then cut to jack as it turns out his androids aren't doing as well as he they thought uh or as well as he thought that they would be doing as they are getting mowed down uh relentlessly and he's like oh god guys we've gotta come on pull back pull back guys guys hello oh no this isn't good uh so the humans are putting up a bit more of a resistance as the doctor climbs into the caves 
and breathes in sweet, sweet oxygen, which this 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 shot is really strange because I, I think they wanted to like show that there was air mm. in the cave. So there's like this like smoke filter going across the the lens as the doctor's like ah oxygen and i'm like the i don't think oxygen's that thick <laughs> that you can see it uh and if it is that thick that you can see it i think you're gonna pass out <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> it's more of a visual cue uh, it's but... fine <laughs> yeah yeah uh Jack's then uh, chatting with Perry, and Perry's like, oh, maybe the general's going to kill everybody. And Jack's like, oh, but not if I fix my robots. Ha ha ha. But he gets into a brief kerfuffle with the general dude. Sorry, I have just suddenly started exploding uh, like a nuclear missile has gone off. We are recording this in the afternoon, and I am ginger, and... I've just the sun has come through my window and made me super overexposed. I am now just orange and a white ghost. Uh, that's that's just you every day, though, you know. Yeah, but like usually we record at nighttime, which is the time of my people, and you can never really tell, you know. But when the sun's out, my Christ, am I pale? Um, anyway, we cut to. Um, the Rambo guys back on the ship as they're saying the doctor got away. Uh, but there's somebody else on the ship. Oh my God, it's Politics Man. Uh, what's Politics Man doing here? And does the Rambo guy kind of notice who he is? But it doesn't matter. He's not going to tell anybody anyway. We'll keep this all hush-hush on the down low. Uh, and then Leader Rambo and Politics guys start talking about how they need to get rid of Jack to take, capture his supply. Then they'll all be mega rich and they'll share it just between them. They're going to kind of screw over their own men. Uh, the only question I really had here was politics guys suddenly learned how to teleport i mean he could have just walked to the place off screen you know going into his little but it's been like but he's from he's from the he's on the major planet and he's gotten all the way to this other planet landed got onto the ship while all this action was going down within (laughs) like five ten minutes like he can teleport. Yeah, sure. Teleportation. He's got the ability of Tele- teleportation. Teleportation is teleportation. a thing that exists in Doctor Who. It's apart from the Hand of Fear, where we have to watch it, people walking around. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tele- I mean, when we were watching... What episode was it when everyone just started teleporting all over the place? Was it the Auton episode Genesis. or was it the um, Hartnell episode? Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genesis. Yeah. When people just start teleporting into different rooms. It's like, okay, I get, okay. But like, we don't really need yeah. to see how he got here, here, I guess. It's just important. Here, that he's at least, here. an entire right. episode has passed. So it's a lot less jarring than if it was the same episode. It, it, like, I get that, except this episode takes place before the last episode ended because it starts within the last like 10 seconds of the last episode like if there was more of a gap between the episodes i would be able to believe it but each episode bleeds into the last one so it's like one long episode you know wait yeah maybe they just okay this is me not watching the episode in a while so i'm not sure the last the episode opens up (laughs) with them going somewhere else is that not right like they could just be on Androsini. Yeah, so this episode open. This episode opens up with the Doctor crashing the ship onto yeah. Androsani. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't really care to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it doesn't matter. I, I wasn't expecting it to throw you for such a loop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what I like is that cut to what I like, Jack. What, as he, what I like about this scene is the the, the politics guy is still 
thinking the doctor is involved in like a big scheme or something where in reality he just accidentally landed mm-hmm. on this planet and is clueless about the whole uh, political system that's going on he doesn't give a shit he just wants to leave <laughs> yeah he's He's just trying to get back to Perry. Yeah. He's just trying to get Perry out of the massive amount of danger that he's left around. But, like, every you know, single yeah, character is like, the Doctor must be involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we then cut back to Jack as he's continuing his fight with the General. And they're having, like, a kerfuffle on the ground until the General pulls off Jack's mask and then screams in such terror... It causes him to let go of Jack, and Jack pushes him away, uh, and then crawls his way over to Perry, and Perry even screams and, and pushes him away, which makes him like crawl under the table, and the camera's this like handheld one-take following with him, and it's just, it's really, really good, and what's great about it as well is we don't see his yeah. face. You know, we're left up to our own imaginations of how horrific his face is, that it would stop you trying to fight him it would stop you like even being super scared of him he or not super you're even more scared of him to be fair you know you can't even look at him he's that hideous he's he's that like grotesque um and you're left to imagine what that would even look like which is it's it's a great little bit it's a great and on the bit. dvd for this episode you can actually see um graham harper actually direct the scene and his direction style is really fascinating to watch because He's basically going for a uh, description of, oh yeah, you're crawling over here and the camera is following you and uh, Christopher Gable's like, should I go underneath a table? And Graham Harper's like, yeah, sure, why not? That's a great idea. So it, it's, it's like shows his direction style. It's unique in classic mm-hmm. Doctor and also he's like taking suggestions. Yeah, why not go under a table? That's a great idea. It's, that's not something that a lot of directors take okay. on board. It's a very modern yeah. way of directing, which, which is why, you know, where it's it's much which more. Which is like, also why Russell was like, "Yeah, sure, why not? I'll take you on board. I want you to do a lot of David Tennant episodes." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 much more. Uh, let's work with the the actors rather than the actors work mm-hmm. for me. Uh, way of directing, which is which leads to quite oftentimes a better product, as you can see with this episode compared to a lot of other <laughs> classic Who episodes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the episode continues as we cut to politics man sitting in his politics chair having a politics conversation with a politics lady sitting in a different politics chair uh, and they're having a bit of a back and forth and she's being very rude and sassy to him and he's like why are you giving me all this disrespect and she's like oh it's basically because you've completely screwed yourself uh, every single thing you've done has been told to the authorities you're a wanted man all your assets have been seized I have your job now goodbye uh, and it's great he's just absolutely gets fucked over by being overzealous and thinking he's the smartest one in the room when actually the smartest one in the room was the lady that was hiding behind him the entire time uh, it's great stuff some really genuine good like politics twisty yeah. stuff he gets screwed over completely and, and again his story isn't connected to the doctor uh, at all so it's nice to see him get foiled in some way yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah i guess foiled by himself yeah. really you know foiled foiled by his own hubris uh this causes the uh rambo guys behind him to kind of lose faith and be like ah we're not going anywhere we want to go home we've got enough to live on you can't do anything for us now 
except for Rambo leader who decides that he is going to stay uh, with politics man after all and they're going to go and get the stuff from Jack. Uh, he then, as they're leaving the ship, he comes back and he murders his own men, uh, which is great. It does leave me with some questions in his own logic. Like, you know, he's like a mercenary mm -hmm. and the dude he's working with now has got no money at all and no means of paying him and is provably like a snaky person who would probably kill him given the opportunity to keep the money for himself. Is the better business decision not to just stay with your men and go to the next job like this guy is is blinded by his i guess he just has like a crush on the politics guy he wants Perhaps. to be best buds and hang out that would be my uh, guess. but yeah him yeah. him killing <laughs> all the men was a late addition and this means that every single male character in this story dies which is such a great touch the females only survive because even the doctor. Yeah, even the doctor dies. And the females only survive because uh, Robert Holmes said a thing about killing off females. He didn't want to kill off a single woman in his scripts, which is an interesting touch. I guess... I, progressive? I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, if, if, you, if you remember when we did Genesis of the Daleks, there was a female... Um, foul soldier, and she only survived because she was a woman. <laughs> It's it's such a weird thing. <laughs> that is yeah, that is a weird thing. That that's whatever. Uh we then inside the caves, the Rambo guy's basically like, Hey politics guy, by the way, uh we're you're no longer my boss. We're on equal footing. If anything, I'm in charge of you now. So that's that's how it's gonna be. Okay. Uh and they continue through the caves some more. As we cut to the doctor making his way to Perry and Jack, who's found his mask and put it back on. Uh and Perry is in much worse for wear as the doctor rubs celery all over her face. Um to try and wake her up which does lead to a quite funny line where she's like hello doctor and then she starts to fade again she's like goodbye doctor <laughs> and and passes out it's some some pretty funny little writing there um but the doctor's like we need to get the milk from the queen bat which is the only cure for this incurable disease <laughs> uh if we remember correctly uh <laughs> but the only way to get it is to dive deep into the caves where there's very little oxygen so deep that even jack himself has never ventured in that far uh but the doctor's not worried because he can hold oxygen for much longer than a measly human uh and jack even gives him a small canister of oxygen just to be safe is that a uh, thing that still as, carries so on to this day to get is that a thing that happens in the episode oxygen what this i don't remember the most i remember is in that the episode yeah where he gets, gets blinded blind, he gets blinded because of the lack of oxygen i think yeah don't oh wait no doesn't he get blinded in the like the library episode and then he that episode he's blind the entire time but he's not telling anybody because he had blinded in the, the episode before episode. Yeah, they're in, like, this big library thing. I don't remember what it's no, called. No, I think he gets blinded in oxygen. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, he's blind for multiple episodes, blind. which was an interesting twist. No, he gets, he gets blind, he gets, he gets, he gets blinded in extremis. Which, yeah. Oh. Extremis? It's, extremis, it's been a while since which, I've seen Which takes place 10. in, like, a weird library bit. <laughs> But yeah, then he's right. blind throughout the entirety okay. of Oxygen and a couple more episodes, which which was honestly an amazing... I remember that twist being like, holy crap, this is such an interesting way yeah. to take the Doctor. This is brilliant. Um, that was... Yeah, that was a good time. Um, 
But anyway, back to more important matters. Perry's passed out and Jack starts rubbing her face a lot. Um, he does this over and over again. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of his thing. Um, we then, we've got quite a long scene now of people just kind of wandering through caves as we've got Jack kind of like nursing um, Perry back to, to health or attempting to just kind of keep her comfortable by putting cloths and stuff on her face uh, as the doctor's making his way through a painting, um, which it, it's actually quite cool. It's like this wide shot uh map painting off the cave yeah. system so we're seeing like a heap of rocks and stuff and the small gap in between which has the doctor climbing through it which kind of makes it like have this like claustrophobic mm -hmm. feel which I, actually, it's it kind of adds this like oh god is i gonna love mock paintings feel? and classic tv shows and movies like it's never the same of cgi i just love the art artistic art artist touch you know what i mean where you can just feel that an artist mm -hmm. was yeah. involved um, and up before this, uh, he, or after this, he bumps into a magma monster again, who has died. It's after this. Okay, after this, he bumps mm -hmm. into a magma yes. monster. He does. Our big friend, the holiday armadillo, <laughs> um, he bumps into it, and it's just dead mm. on the ground, and he's like, ah, oh, god, I can't, I can't believe you're dead, buddy, that sucks. Anyway, moving on. It's literally, yeah. it's like a two-second scene, <laughs> and I feel like that scene was only there because they were like, oh, we don't have anything for this stupid dragon, how do we get rid of it? Ah, just, yeah. it died, whatever, just, like, the doctor sees it's dead. So it, takes, it takes up no real film, it's like two seconds. In the original Bye. script, magma creature would attack the doctor and fall into the magma below, but the scene was removed from the final cut because... They have ran out of studio time, basically, because of the strike and everything was just coming mm. too close together, so we cut it out entirely, which is a better choice, because the Magma Monster is the weakest, pretty much the only weak part of this episode, I would say. For sure. It doesn't need to be in no. it at all. Like, you could get rid of every scene that has the Magma Monster, and you would still have a completely coherent mm -hmm. episode. You know, it, it it is it is it is pretty bleh. Uh, to be sure and talking about things that are bleh uh the rambo dude and the politician make their way to jack and this is where things start to get a bit really silly and violent as they like confront jack and they're like we're gonna kill you jack and he's like yeah well look at my gross face and he takes off the mask and we get a good look at his face and it's like fine it's mm -hmm. not as gross as you would probably expect it, it it's like a clammy sort of like like it looks like his bottom face like his skin is made yeah. of clay uh and he's got like a gross gross looking eye and a big uh like metal black forehead and skull which i'm guessing is being like replaced with android parts is what they're kind of going for uh with that it's it's like a fine it doesn't look distractingly bad it it kind of reminds me of like um original cut emperor you know when he's like yeah. a weird clay face dude before the, yeah, before, he's like a monkey before they replaced him in the special edition yeah he's, <laughs> he's like this weird like he's got like a really droopy eye like um so in the original uh, script uh, it says we see a hairless skull devoid of most facial flesh until below the nose from there it falls away into the neck like moldering green cheese hmm mm. green yeah. cheese <laughs> That's that's an interest. Yeah, that, that okay. Uh, <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, yeah, but this leads this leads to uh, Jack fighting with the politician man, uh, and then he gets shot by the Rambo dude, and then the Rambo dude gets shot by Robot Salatine, and then 
the Jack then puts the politician's head into like this electric thing that starts a big fire. It's basically everybody yeah. kill like everybody kills everybody. Um, it's it's very silly. Like the bit when Salatine comes out the shadows and shoots the Rambo dude like the second after he shot Jack, it made me laugh because I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Everybody's just killing each other. Um, but it's it's very violent and it's. You know, I guess it kind of makes sense, you know, that, you know, everybody, there's nobody really wins yeah, in this scenario. Like. Everybody that's trying and buying for power, they all kind of crumble and kill themselves. Uh, but the whole base catches fire. Um, robot Salatine just kind of shuts yeah. down. Whatever happened to human Salatine? Um, I guess he was in the one that, in the caves and he maybe he just got ha- killed yeah, by I the androids. Yeah, I think maybe he got killed in right. the mud first. I'm not entirely sure. It's... Maybe I wasn't paying attention. He probably got killed in the mud first. I don't... I... I don't think they ever mention it. I I think they he's just kind of left mm. to the wayside, which is fair enough. He doesn't really have much else to do as a character, no. does he? But what um, I do like is when the doctor, the doctor isn't gra- involved in the downfall of any character. He just wants to save Perry, and that's, that's no. his only one track mind. Everything else happens outside yeah. of him. It's he's not involved in the plot, which is sometimes a criticism, but I really like it to find about this story. I, I can see it being a crit- I, like understand the criticism for it because you remove mm-hmm. the doctor the story's still exactly the same um but I think just for this one time it's unique enough like if every episode yeah. was like this it would be like oh okay this is kind of like the Indiana Jones thing isn't it you know where you get rid of Indiana Jones and you have the exact same movies and the Nazis yeah. still die um but it's it's fun enough and it's fun to see the doctor like who's usually is so heavily involved in the plot not be involved in the plot but everybody still think that he is yeah and everybody be like oh you're up to something doctor you're you're doing something right now and he's like i'm honestly not i just want to go home like i just want to leave this place <laughs> uh, yeah the doctor is just like the doctor and uh, harry are just constant victims throughout the whole story which i've said before but i just really love that touch it, it, it feels warranted for a final adventure for the doctor just to be a constant victim of the circumstances mm-hmm. around him. Yeah. Uh, and he grabs Perry, uh, having got the milk from the bat, and uh, carries her out th- of the caves as explosions go off around them. Uh, it's very dramatic, uh, almost cinematic as well, with how, like, kind of like action yeah. movie it is you know like you know, imagine like a big fiery explosion as he's walking in slow motion carrying explosions you know, are really well uh, done the classic. explosions the classic who are always really good for i really like the explosions there and uh, mm-hmm. there's one point where an explosion uh, goes off way too early and the sand actually shoots into davidson's eyes so you see him flinch slightly which sounds like a lot of pain <laughs> i'd hate getting sand anywhere i hate uh, sand <laughs> yeah it would have sucked of course it's rough it's irritating yeah, it's, it's rough it's it gets everywhere yeah it gets everywhere um but they uh the doctor manages to get back into the tardis and manages to make it uh disappear just as explosions go off around it which is a really yeah. nice looking effect um and he he then pours the the cure into perry's mouth and she wakes up as uh he collapses and then we get to a very famous scene where he's like is this what death feels like you know is this is this the end of me am i about to die i don't even know if i'm going to regenerate feels weird this time and we see like all his previous companions start appearing on the screen and they start telling doc the doctor a bunch of stuff 
Um, I'm sure this would have more emotional impact <laughs> if I was aware of who these characters were. But we get we get to see like I, I recognized um, the kid Adric, whose name I'm forgetting yeah, right now. And Tegan um, is in it. Adric, yeah, is in it. And Chameleon is in it. The Doctor's robot companion he had for like two episodes. <laughs> Everyone's here. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. All the gang, the whole gang. Uh, and they're all telling the doctor that he can't die until the master shows up and he's like, no, doctor, die, die. That'd be great. Die, doctor. Ha 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 ha. Uh, like a cartoon villain that he is. Uh, and it's it's a very it's a very interesting way to shoot a regeneration. We've talked about this regeneration before because it's fit. Yes, we have. We talked about it at some point last year. I don't remember what episode specifically, but we were talking... I don't remember what brought it up, but it was... This this regeneration is famous for being overshadowed, yeah. particularly by <laughs> Perry's boobs. Um, which... And th- this is yeah, no fault to Perry at all. This is entirely the goddamn costume yeah. that they have her in and the angle that they are shooting her tits are just like falling yeah. out of her top and like it is it is dist- it is like the main focus point of yeah. the camera when the doctor is like like in her arms and it's like what is why are you shooting it like this just change the yeah. angle or like get like like yeah, peter davison like, famously says he's acting his heart out here and he's overshadowed by um yeah. nicola bryant's breasts and nicola bryant is like <laughs> I was born this way. It's not my fault. And I, I didn't choose yeah. to wear this costume. It's not her fault at all. But it, it's as as two whites, as two cis straight men, it's it's hard not to notice, to be honest. <laughs> I think it would be hard not to notice regardless <laughs> of your identity. Like, it's right in your goddamn face, the way that this is shot. It's ridiculous. Um, but again it's, again, it's not her fault. It is the costume that they gave the character. Yeah. It's a terrible costume. Uh, and to be fair, she, she, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's for the dads. It's for the dads, isn't it? She only started getting <laughs> decent costumes near the end of her run, which is really sad. Because, you know, when we did Attack of the Southman, she's got this bright pink, tight top on and it's yeah it's a bit yeah. too much <laughs> um yeah it is uh, so the cure that um but sorry, then sorry, the, the doctor... cure that perry has to drink was originally going to be a watered down dental solution until they realized that nicola bright actually had to swallow it so it became watered down milk instead mm. um and also nicola bryant only found out that peter davison was going to leave a show when it got announced on the news, which is like such a last minute finding <laughs> out your co-star that you're just starting to meet is leaving yeah. the show. Yeah, that's that sucks. That sucks. That was such a weird that'd be such a like a shock to be like, what is this is this is yeah. this true? And then you would like you know, you would send them a message as you would do in the nineteen eighties through <laughs> Facebook. Um, you know, you'd send them a text being like, what's going on? Why didn't I tell you this? And then they'd FaceTime you and be like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, and also the visuals uh, of the, the actual the... regeneration was inspired by 2001 yes. A Space Odyssey, which I can 100% see okay. as an inspiration. And Graham Harper yeah, was also inspired by The Day in the Life, which was the Beatles song, where there's like three different pianos and that. Um, three different pianos playing the same chord for 40 seconds with a crash at the end if you're familiar with the song 
and it gave Harper the idea to I'm do not. a big psychedelic sequence of all the companions swirling around the Doctor's head with the music building and building up and there's an explosion into a big chord at the end and then you see um, Colin Baker. But Harper said he only got around 60% of what he actually wanted in the regeneration, mainly because of the time and money involved during uh, in using the effects um he only had about four hours to put everything together he wanted to do something different the intent was to have peter davison lying on the floor in his face to gradually disintegrate under electronic effects and then bring in colin baker and do the same but in reverse but instead it's, it's more of like a mm. white flash which is the final output of it yeah it's like a pop it, 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 it goes yeah. like pop and then colin baker's there um and speaking of Colin Baker, he pops up and Perry's like, Doctor? And he's like, oh, were you expecting someone else? Ah, change and not a moment too soon, which is his very famous, very famous first lines. Um, and, uh, you know, we've not really dove into Colin Baker much uh, as the Doctor. We've covered mm-hmm. one episode um, with him. We'll be covering another episode later on this year. Actually, yeah. next <laughs> month. Um because he, he's the, he's the next doctor uh <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see we, I, I really liked him as the doctor yeah. when we, we covered him last year um he's controversial controversial doctor famously the only doctor to be fired from the show whole heap of shenanigans yeah, happened to him shame but um, we saw him in person he's he, he's happy enough being did. involved in the show he's still doing the show with big finish so i'm happy mm-hmm. but he still gets to experience mm-hmm. doctor who and not, well, not just that. He showed he he was in Doctor Who in the Power oh, of the yeah, Doctor. Of he course, came back. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> um. So just a little bit about Colin Baker. He was actually previously on Doctor Who as a guard in the Ark of Infinity, which I believe was the season before this. Uh, it was a small, boring part. So Ooh. Colin Baker tried to spice it up as much as he possibly could, in the hope that the director could pull him back and something more could come from it. And obviously, something more did come from it. Yeah, he got a lovely note from John Nathan Turner, the producer, when he saw the episode. Uh, two months later, the floor manager on that story invited Colin and his wife to her wedding. Uh, Peter Davison and John Nathan Turner was there, and what Colin Baker didn't know at the time was that Peter Davison had told John Nathan Turner he was leaving the show. So John Nathan Turner, for the whole wedding, he was like, God, who's who's going to be the next Doctor? Jesus Christ, this is a tough decision. <laughs> and then obviously Colin Baker was there. And he was so witty and entertaining at mm-hmm. the wedding. And when Colin Baker left, John Nathan Turner was like, that guy's my next doctor. Right there. That's understandable. I mean, just seeing him when we saw him in, at Comic-Con, yeah, he's a he funny is. dude. He is, he is, he is, he is quick-witted, he's charming, he's lovely, absolutely lovely guy, so I can, I can understand how he managed to charm his way into and getting this is actually the first um, regeneration story to include the new Doctor's first words, which is more of a, it's, it's more familiar to us as new viewers, because also the tradition kept up, but before this, you just saw the face and that's it, which is a terrible way to go out, because you're only looking in the face, you're not getting a vibe of what the new Doctor yeah. is going to be like. It also doesn't get you as excited because you're just like, oh, yeah. it's a dude. Whereas, you know, like when David Tennant comes in, he's like, ooh, teeth or, or Matt Smith. And he's like, I'm a girl. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. I'm still not ginger. And Capaldi yells kidneys. <laughs> like, you know. There's, like, and also, there, also know, what was it, different about this one to compare to most regenerations, apart from the first 
regeneration was that you can see the next Doctor the following week because the final story of this season was Colin Baker's first story, which is infamous for being really, really bad. So maybe they could have chosen a better episode <laughs> to start off with. <laughs> yeah, this, see, that's that's the I think just the the shame of the way that they used to do it because if this if this was the last episode of the season yeah. what a great way to end it what an amazing cliffhanger to end it on you know but that's just not the way tv worked back then i guess which is a shame uh but that is where this episode ends and where we finish looking at the caves of androzani so scott what are your very very <laughs> detailed opinions on this story um, as a so whole? this is the first time i've sp- actually watched the story in about 16 years and i remember nothing from it apart from some iconic shots of the doctor carrying perry across the mud field or the Mm -hmm. iconic regeneration scene which i've seen multiple times and so i didn't really know what to expect coming into it apart from everyone else saying it's the best episode of all time and i think i would agree with most people's opinions on this episode there's not really any complaints apart from the dragon creature which we've covered in depth yeah i can't think of any any negatives it's just a it's just a fun paced story with great acting great villains and it's a shame that more classic doctor who isn't this tightly paced this well written well produced well directed (laughs) it's a really it's a really good story and to, for peter davison to go out like this he he's very lucky you know a lot of regeneration specials aren't this good so he's very lucky yeah i think it's i i agree with all of that you know this was my first time ever seeing the episode um ever so in 23 years i'd never seen this episode uh i had seen obviously the regeneration as well because as a kid you know you get excited about doctor who you find out about classic who and you'll go on youtube and you'll look at every doctor who regeneration ever um and you watch that compilation uh and so that's that's all i knew about this but i didn't recognize that it was this episode as i said last week you know i went into this completely not knowing it was a regeneration episode which added a really interesting twist when the doctor actually died uh and i was like this was amazing this was brilliant what an awesome like way to tell that story Uh, and i i really 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 enjoyed this episode of classic who probably up there is one of my favorites uh, when it goes to classic who you know it, i think pacing wise yeah. it's way better it's way more manageable there there's bits here and there where it's like a bit iffy but that's mainly just the dragon stuff everything else is, is really good weird guy that looks into the camera what a vibe <laughs> what an interesting vibe of a dude like you know it's it's cool it's 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 a re- yeah. it's got a lot going on and it's i feel like it's a really nice little almost it, it feels like they're kind of figuring out parts that mm-hmm. modern who would take and then be like oh this actually worked like these parts here these all worked and we can move them and adapt them into being a more modern tv show that you can see whereas you can watch some episodes of classic who and you're like they didn't yeah. know what they were doing they had no yeah, idea it, it's a doing. story <laughs> like... that's aged incredibly well the story is 40 next year and it's it feels more modern than Christ. most classic who it, it, and also mm-hmm. you you watched it in all in one setting which i most stories would be it would be so long but this one just moves along it's yeah. constantly at the same pace there's there's hardly ever a slow moment of a story it just has a perfect pace mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's a good time. It is a good time for sure. Uh, next week, what are uh, we looking we at? We are looking Scott? at Dalek Invasion of Earth, twenty one fifty AD, the second Peter Cushing movie. Uh, we did the first one last year to celebrate our one year anniversary. So, of course, this turn, time around, we're doing it to celebrate our second year anniversary, which is amazing. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's crazy. It's been going this long. It's also crazy how well it's mm-hmm. been doing recently. We've we've just come off our second best week ever for the podcast. Our you know absolutely fantastic. Our YouTube is the best it's ever been. So if you're watching this on YouTube, hello, thank you for watching this. That's really cool. Um, just everything is green arrows pointing up, and that makes my heart be a green arrow pointing up. Yeah, it's really thank cool. Thank you to anyone. Um, who's- taking your so, time out of the day to watch us which it means a lot and if mm-hmm. you'd like to share it along with your friends just subscribe like our videos and send if you're watching this you don't have any friends do you True. Yeah, relatable I knew, I knew it <laughs> uh yeah but yeah no please do share it. and if you're listening to this on audio make sure to leave a review on whatever app you're listening to it on if you're listening to it on podcast addict or itunes i should be able to find the review and i'll be able to read it out on the podcast probably at the end of the month in our news so if you want that to happen leave a review uh or even leave a review and tell me you left a review by sending us a message on facebook or twitter of facebook is who watches who twitter is at watches doctor you can hit us up on social media and we will be sure to respond uh or leave a comment down below on the youtube video let's let you know engagement's doing well let's keep this gravy train rolling i'd love to hear some other people's thoughts on this episode in particular um because it is such an interesting and unique episode uh, but yeah, next week we'll be looking at the Dalek invasion of Earth, uh, whatever year it said, 2150, whatever. Um, and until then, you can find us on our social media. As I said, you can listen to this podcast in audio form. You can listen to it on, or watch it on video form at YouTube, at YouTube's at Who Watches Who. There's a lot of links in the description. Just click, just click one of them. It'll take you somewhere magical, I'm sure. Um, one of them is a virus. <laughs> That's a lie. Um, two of them are viruses. Um, <laughs> but I, until then, uh, bye, bye, I guess. Goodbye. It was a weird bye. <laughs>